Welcome in to the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Green Mountain Dental Group. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, in case you haven't noticed yet, which would kind of blow my mind, uh, the audio quality today is not as good as we are accustomed to. And the reason for that is that my computer, well, my computer didn't really take a bath as much as it just got spritzed a little bit, and uh, it's in the shop for a few more days getting, like, worked on because you have to be, like, precautionary with water and whatever. I don't totally understand how it all works, but the point is I don't have a computer uh, for at least a couple more days, and that really sucks, Uh, but I have a whole bunch of ideas for how to uh, do my job without that, including going and renting a new computer. But before we do that or figure out a whole bunch of other things or try to book time in the studios, especially on a busy day like today, we're going to uh, see what my editing skills look like. And then you guys can all uh, help me figure out if they uh, suck or not. Um, We're, again, like I was saying, kind of in uncharted territory here because I don't have a way to like access notes or any of those kinds of things. Um, it could get off the rails. Who knows? Maybe I get distracted by looking at a computer during a podcast and now staring straight ahead into a black wall. That won't be the case. We'll find out a whole bunch of different things on today's show, uh, which should be a lot of fun because uh, I could talk for hours about uh, one of the things that I think I might actually just talk for hours about Um and that is LaVisca Chenault. He is so good at football. He's so good at football. Um, and we're going to jump into that. There's some stuff happening with the Big Ten that could lead you to believe that stuff could happen with the Pac-12. It's all just kind of the same stuff we've been talking about, though, kind of just progressing in that same direction, kind of on the same path. Um, and hopefully it will all work out, um, but we will get a brief update on that before we get out of here today. Um, before we do any of that, though, I do want to tell you more about our good friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group. Green Mountain Dental is the best family-owned dentist in the Denver metro area, um, and there are tons of different reasons for that, um, but one of our favorites here at DMVR is that they are huge Colorado sports fans, um, and I know that when you're like going to get your teeth cleaned, the number one thing is probably like how clean they get your teeth. The answer to that question is that Green Mountain Dental Group will get your teeth very clean. But also, I do think it's important that they support Colorado sports because uh, that just means that we know we have at least something in common. I'm not sure about you guys, but I've been to some weird dentists, like just some weird dentists. I I don't know why, and I don't want to judge. I don't want to say that there's like a trend or a theme or anything like that. But just having a nice dentist who... I could relate to sounds a lot better than uh, some of the experiences I've had in the past. Um, I know that's kind of like ominous. We're going to leave that there, though. Um, Lindsay, our sales director at DMVR, she went into Green Mountain Dental Group to get her wisdom teeth out, uh, and that uh, went very well. Uh, The teeth came out. There were really no, like, other problems. Um, And the dentist who did it are so... So doctor, I think they called doctor because it's technically a surgery. Whoever did it uh, wound up calling Lindsay a couple days later. Lindsay was sent like personalized cards and all that kind of stuff. It's a great place to get your teeth cleaned. And the best part is if you get a cleaning x-ray and exam at Green Mountain Dental, 
you can receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. So book an appointment today, get in there, get your teeth cleaned, get your x-ray, get your exam, and get your free Sonicare toothbrush. That's a great value. Um, so check those guys out. All right. Um, let's jump in with Visca. Uh, I was thinking about maybe dancing around it a bit. Um, instead, we're just going to go straight at this because it is so exciting. Visca was spectacular. And you can look at the box score and, you know, it, it isn't perfect. I think he had, what, two carries for 10 yards. Um, I think maybe two catches as well. And those two catches were for uh, 37 yards. Oh, it was three catches for 37 yards with a touchdown on four targets. Um, again, two carries for 10 yards. So that's that's solid production, especially compared to the rest of the rookie receivers. Um, you know, receiver typically is one of the positions that there is one of the widest um, periods of adjustment time. Um, that is just kind of what you expect is a bit of a learning curve. Um, and that's what we saw from the rookie receivers um, yesterday. And shout to Cecil Lammy from 104.3 for putting this together. Um, Justin Jefferson, two catches, 26 yards. Jalen Rager, one catch, 55 yards. Brian Edwards, one catch, nine yards. Henry Ruggs, three catches, 55 yards. Visca, three catches, 37 yards, and a touchdown, the only touchdown of any rookie receiver. Uh, Michael Pittman, two catches, 10 yards. Devin Duvernay, one catch, 12 yards. Van Jefferson, one catch, 31 yards. CeeDee Lamb, five catches, 59 yards. So Visca, I mean, he is right in it. Um, only one rookie receiver with more catches. Um, only three rookie receivers with more yards, and he was the only one to have a touchdown. And those are of all the receivers who were drafted in the first three rounds. That's a good showing. That's a good showing. And then you factor in the rushing yards, and you build just a little bit more value on top of what he did. But what he was best at doesn't show up in the box score. And just getting the chance to finally see Visca play, you actually see for real what his actual impact on the game is. Because we've been speculating about that for over a year now. I mean, ever since he broke out in college, everybody wondered, what is Visca in the NFL? You know, is, is he uh, uh, just a pure receiver? Do they still run the Wildcat? Do they, do they want to put him at running back? Is he only a running back? Is that where his skills translate? You see a guy like Antonio Gibson from Memphis who took, I think, I think he had 33 rushes in uh, college and mostly played receiver. And then he gets the NFL, and with Darius Geis out, they still cut Adrian Peterson so that they can get him enough touches. You know, that could have been Visca's path. And who knows, maybe it still will be. I think that we will start to see even more of Visca uh, lining up in the backfield uh, this was just the first step, and you have to remember, no preseason, it's tough to get too complicated, but despite that, Visca did line up pretty much everywhere. He didn't have a whole lot of snaps at running back, or a whole lot in the Wildcat, um, or even a whole lot at like the tight end H-back, and I still need to go back and totally re-watch that game, along with like a bunch of other games, um, which I do need to start budgeting time for, um, but uh yeah, I think that those are kind of my thoughts is that they were using him in a way that I think shows 
how valuable he can be to an NFL team. And that's something that I was not all that worried about. I thought, you know, if, if you go to an NFL team, that NFL team is going to use you, use you correctly. You know, these coaches aren't just going to make the horrible mistake of playing LaVisca Chenault as like an X wide receiver and just saying that's who he is. It's obvious to all of us who have spent any time watching Visca, and that means it's going to be pretty obvious to NFL coaches. Now, sometimes crazy stuff happens, and that's why there is some doubt, and that's why more people like other than me thought that maybe they uh, would go that route. Um, but I've referenced a conversation I had with Visca back this spring when we ran into each other at the uh, Black Lives Matter rally that uh, Katie Nixon and the Buffs put together. Um, and he said, I mean, like when I asked about that, that's basically, he said like, yeah, that's why they drafted me is to do a whole bunch of different jobs. It's like, yeah, I guess that does kind of make sense. Um, and we saw that, but I think on top of just seeing that they will use him correctly, we see just how valuable LaVisca Chenault is. Um, and, and, you know, some of it is projection, you know, you do need to see him catch more passes. Uh, maybe be more productive with the ball in his hands. Not that he was bad by any means. Like he put guys on the back. You know, he got stood up, I guess, by a group of tacklers, but never went to the ground on another one of his catches. He got into the end zone on another touch. You know, it, it's pretty tough to ask for too much more, but I do think that he's capable of more. Um, and I think that maybe uh, more of the challenges on the coaching staff getting the ball in his hands more, finding ways to make that happen and less on him doing more with the opportunities he was given, because I do think he was pretty close to maximizing those. Um, again, still plenty of room for growth, but the reason I am so excited by what I saw is that he had a role on every single play. And that is not something that can be said about a lot of skill position players in the NFL. You know, um, for example, uh, yesterday, Chris Godwin of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who's a, one of the best receivers in the league, uh, top 10 receiver, I think, unanimously. And I think other people might try to push him pretty high up that list. Um, that's just who he is if you guys don't follow the NFL too closely. But, you know, what, what, what he's good at is getting open and getting separation. What he's not good at is being big and bulky and blocking and when he was asked to block yesterday, um, at one point he just got pushed over and a run was stopped in the backfield. Because that's a thing that happens when you have a Chris Godwin, somebody who's really good at receiver, but maybe as a blocker, he isn't all that good. And that's a flaw he has. Still totally a great player, somebody you want on the field, but not just totally well-rounded. Um, whereas with Visca you see that on every single play, there is a role for him. You know, there, there are highlights going around Twitter of some blocks that he made uh, when in close, tight to the formation, sealing the edge, letting the running back get around the edge and get upfield. Um, and that's something that Chris Godwin can't do. Um, and that's something LaVisca Chenault can do. And that's not to say that Visca is better because he can do that where Godwin can't, that that outweighs the strengths that Godwin has um, and, and the skills that he's developed that are better than Visca's. But you do kind of see this path to Visca being a true star, really. I mean, it's kind of like with Gronk, even. Sure, Gronk is a great 
receiving tight end, and that's what he gets all the praise for, but he's also an incredible blocker. And when you combine those two things, that's just incredibly valuable. That's why George Kill just got all the money he got, because there's still guys who you see, you know, um, Jimmy Graham caught two touchdowns yesterday. He's not going to block anything. And you can't just say, oh, every time he's on the field, he's running a route because that's not how football works. And you can't tip your hand like that. You need to keep him in and block. And those are situations where you're having somebody who's struggling to do what they're asked to do. That doesn't happen with Visca because on every play for just about every team, you could find a spot where you're like, oh, even if it's, I really like the three receivers that the Cowboys put on the field last night and they're 11 personnel. Oh, they're trying to throw the ball downfield. Maybe you don't want to swap Visca in for one of those receivers at this point. But I would definitely swap him in for the running back in the backfield and use rather have Visca as a guy who can take on whoever the extra pass rusher is and then maybe release into the flat and catch a ball if that's what's needed on the play. You know, because there are so many different spots that Visca can fill, there are so many things that he can do well um, that you just don't find other players who can do all of those things the way he can do them. That is the value of LaVisca Chenault. And uh, again, it, you saw it pay off yesterday. You saw him line up in the shotgun and just plow ahead for five yards the way we always have. And it wasn't on a third down either. And that's what that was kind of interesting to me because whenever the Buffs ran the Wildcat, uh, I guess maybe not whenever, but about 75, 80, maybe even more than that percent of the time, when the Buffs ran Visca in the Wildcat, it was a short yarded situation. It was third and two or less. It was fourth and two or less. They were close to the goal line, something like that. I'm pretty sure it was a first and 10 when Visca did it uh, for the Jaguars yesterday. And remember, the Jaguars won that game, um, which I think is important to note. Um, a fun team to watch, I will say. I'm not going to say they're a good team. I'm not going to say, oh, they're still going to lose enough to get Trevor Lawrence. I will say they are a fun team to watch, and there's a potential for them to grow past that point. Could also fall off. But, uh, I mean, when Visca was going out into the flat, uh, they scored a touchdown because of it. I think it was Keelan Cole. Um, and if you're in the dnvr lounge if you're a dnvr member make sure you get in there you can download like our discord thing and get into the dnvr page i think if you go to like dnvrlounge.com it'll show you how to uh log in using your like uh dnvr or ddnvr.com login um but we were kind of talking about it a little bit this morning and i sent in one of the videos there's somebody just kind of breaking down that play um but yeah, I mean, that is something that you're already seeing defenses account for is, oh, this is coming across the formation. He's just running out into the flat. They're going to dump the ball off and let him go make a play. They might even throw some blockers out there in front of him. That's what the safety's thinking. And then you see the safety crash down the field, go try to get Visca and just leave a whole bunch of empty space for my guy, uh, Keelan Cole to catch the ball, get into the end zone for a touchdown. You know, that is a play that you don't get to have if you don't have Visca. You know, if that's just a pretty normal receiver, you don't really expect that in the flat. And who knows? There are some guys who that works with. There are some guys who can also line up at running back, who play receiver and could do what Visca did. There's some guys who could uh, be 
in the wildcat and, and be productive like Visca or play tight end and be productive like Visca. But to get somebody who can do all of these different things and do them as well as he did them on his first day in the NFL, it's rare. It's really rare and it's really exciting. Um, the touchdown celebration wasn't perfectly prepared in my opinion. There's plenty of time for him to work on that because he's going to be getting plenty more opportunities I think uh, I, I think I, I might be starting to get bought in on this Jaguars team. Um, I, I started making a couple bets yesterday for next week's NFL games, which I know sounds kind of crazy. Um, but the reason was I felt like all these lines are going to adjust. And so things like uh, the Rams. I think the Rams were underdogs against the Eagles next weekend. And sure, it's on the road in Philly. Tough, I guess. The Rams look like the better football team after having spent like a lot of my day yesterday watching those two football games. I don't want to miss the underdog status that is currently being given to the Rams. So I put the bet in. The more I think about it and the more I talk about this, I'm going to have to jump on some uh, Jacksonville stuff for this week. I, I can't even remember who they play. Um, I wish I had a computer to check quickly. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at with this team is... Gardner Minshew does a lot of things well, and maybe he doesn't have the perfect arm strength. Maybe you wish he was taller. He does a lot of things well, including looking off defenders, including the pump fakes. I mean, it's a it's a pretty crafty game that Gardner's put together for himself, and these receivers fit what he does really well. They work together well. I mean, that touchdown to Visca. I mean, just looking, it's not even a pump fake from Minshew. It's like stepping into it like he's going to throw like a little curl route to Visca then curl or then Visca just kind of like moves past the defender kind of slowly the the feeling for zone defenses again something I hammered home on the draft podcast for anybody who listened to that I mean but we saw right there that little manipulation of the defense get the ball in his hands and he got in the end zone that's just as much on Gardner Minshew as it is on Visca and that's what it takes to get touchdowns in the NFL is good plays from your good players. Um, but yeah, Visca in the slot playing against zone defense, like that is where dreams are made. And I, I think a lot of people were skeptical of him playing in the slot. I, he got a little bit too much hate for his route running. Um, and what was so frustrating about that to me really was that the the people weren't wrong saying that Visca's route running wasn't up to the, the standards that he should hold himself to. It it should have been better at that point in his development. But it's not like it was bad and you can see that he has all of the tools and he has certainly a quick enough feet and the explosiveness and the acceleration to be able to be a very good route runner. The question should have been like oh no why isn't he a better route runner at this point instead of I don't know if we can draft him because his route running isn't good and and there there was a whole lot of talk about that and so when I said that he should be a slot receiver um and do a whole bunch of other things like that's the thing is you don't really put him in the box but he should be a slot receiver for a whole bunch of different reasons first of all because it's so easy for him to motion in the backfield or motion out of the backfield into the slot that that should become a pretty regular spot for him you know if you want him to if if you're in the slot you're more likely to be blocking 
of all the Jaguars receivers, of almost all of the receivers in the NFL, I want Visca doing my blocking for me from the slot. You know, it, all the jet sweeps are so easy because you're so close. If just for so many, so many reasons, making the slot the primary position makes, or his primary position makes some sense. You know, he's only six feet tall. Should we call him six foot two there for a while? But he does have like, it's not a, the prototype build for a slot because he is so strong and and so wide really um you know you look at him in pads and just think like wow that is tough to get around if he is boxing you out and so i think he can play that slot position you know julian edelman in in a lot of ways has more of that width than people give him credit for for him i guess it is more of the strength though than the width but but visca has that strength too you know gronk almost i don't know it's it's an exciting time, and, and I was very, very impressed by what we saw from Visky yesterday. Um, I should say I snagged him to win Rookie of the Year a couple months ago, 10 bucks to pay out like a grand or something like that. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy by what I saw there. I mean, that's tough to do as a receiver, but who knows? Do you even call him a receiver at the end of the year, or is he just like, like what do we call Taysom Hill, you know? Because I think Visca might be better Taysom Hill who doesn't necessarily throw the football. We'll see. We'll see. But the point is, there is a role for him to fill on every single play. You know, even Jerry Judy with the Broncos. As much as I think Jerry is one of the most pro-ready receivers that we uh, have seen or will see for a while. Um, if, If it's a running play... And this is a pretty nitpicky thing. You would rather have Tim Patrick on the field blocking than having Jerry out there. But again, you can't tip your hat by only having him in the perfect situation. The thing is, there is a perfect situation for Visca on every play. And I really think that he will become the key to this offense. And I think we even already saw that in week one. Um, oh, any other thoughts here? You know, let's talk about Breckenridge Brewery. And I might have to uh, wrap up these thoughts in a second again. But... Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of DNVR. Uh, I drink a lot of their beers. I think I had an RK special yesterday. Um, I'll be back at the DNVR bar tonight for this first Broncos game and for the Monday night game before that. Double Monday night games are uh, honestly a bit much. I think I, I am fine with one, I will say. Just put that one game right there at 6.15, 6.30. Get that thing over with at 9.30. And uh, another football binge from like 5 to 11.30 or whatever the timing is going to be today. It's a lot. And it'll be fun. But also it's a Monday, which means it's a work day. And I have to get my hair cut and a whole bunch of things. So I would be all right with just one game. But there are two and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, And I'm going to be drinking more Breckenridge beers getting back to the point. Uh, Probably some Strawberry Skies. I'm not sure if we have like that Broncos Country Hoppy Pale Ale yet. Um, but I would love to try that. That'd be Broncos themed. Uh, oh no. If I'm driving to get my haircut, I might wind up leaving today with a Jerry Judy jersey or Noah Fant, Drew Locke. If, if any of you guys are like bored and looking for football to enjoy and need a team to cheer for, obviously like the Jags are a fun choice. And I think we're going to start following along with them pretty closely just because of Visca and just because of the flashes they had yesterday. And sure, we don't know what the Colts are, but there were still flashes from the Jags, no matter what the Colts are. Um, but also the Broncos. I mean, with Drew Locke, 
whose uh, nickname I don't think I'm allowed to say on the show. Um, I love that man. I, I think I think that he has every tool he needs. I think he has the right personality. And then you look at the weapons around him. The Von Miller injury stinks. Cortland Sutton being banged up. KJ Hamler being banged up. That stinks. We've got decades here that I'm looking at. Not not just this first Monday night game. But still, I do think the Broncos are going to get the win tonight. And I think it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Also, Phil. Um, and yes, I will be drinking a lot of Breckenridge beers, more importantly. Um, and you guys can too if you go to the beer locator on the Breckenridge Brewery app. Uh, it'll tell you where you can try whatever it is that you want to try, whether it's the Strawberry Sky, the Avalanche, the Hot Peak IPA, the Vanilla Porter Jr., um, anything, really, right there at your fingertips if you have a computer, which I don't. But I guess I could still log on there on my phone. Um, but I'll just be busy with my phone. I need, like, three, four screens. <sighs> this is a tough time for me. Um, but, yeah. Breckenridge Brewery, so good. Use that beer locator on their website. It'll tell you where you can get what you want. Uh, Also, want to give a shout-out to our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is the official betting partner of DNVR, and it's also the top-rated sportsbook app in the United States. Um, I'm having a lot of fun getting into football season on... uh, DraftKings, obviously, this is my first football season as a better, and I'm not going to lie, it's kind of tough. It's also really gratifying because I find myself in a lot of situations where I have different opinions than the people I'm talking to about football because I spend so much time talking about football and because I have so many opinions and the people who I talk to have so many opinions, and it can be so gratifying. Like yesterday when I uh, called the Packers beating the Vikings and was adamant about that. And I think I was on the fantasy show being pretty adamant about that. And uh, on the pregame show yesterday, before all the games, I was adamant about that. Um, Draft pod, I don't think it came up. I don't think it came up on here. But everybody everywhere has been like, oh, no, look at this Vikings team. It's so talented. So it's like, what are you talking about? Look at this Packers team with Aaron Rodgers who looks like he is now finally becoming the best version of himself based on one game? I don't know. Can you hit a peak this late? I'm not sure, but at the very least, he has not fallen off. Devontae Adams, who's one of the best receivers in the league. Aaron Jones, who's been incredible, um, and, and I think he's going to be very good moving forward. He also gashed the Vikings a couple times last year, and that was when they had Daniil Hunter and when they had Everson Griffin. Um, or is Everson Griffin... I think Griffin stayed. I can't remember. No, he didn't stay. But, um, yeah. And then you look at the defense for the Packers, which is what it's all built around. Also, I mean, yesterday, they uh, it doesn't matter. We don't need to go too deep down that. But I had the Packers winning. I had the Chicago winning over Detroit. People who just love that Detroit team, even though they never win anything. Um, Cardinals. It's just so nice. Like, the money is fun, but knowing you're right is uh, also a lot of fun because now I get to go back in there and just be like, oh, yeah, how, how about those Vikings? They, they sure had a shot against Aaron Rodgers' Packers. Why are we ever counting them out? Yeah, but uh, it's been a lot of fun, and I think it'll continue to be a lot of fun. I did miss on a bunch of things, too. I think that that should be said, but uh, for the most part, my takes have been 
rewarded. And that makes me really happy. And your takes can be rewarded too if you join us on uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, there's there's no reason not to. Um, if you are a new user, you're running out of time to use this deal, but you still do have tonight. Uh, you can download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DMVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week one, bet $1 on them, and win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code DNVR during sign-up. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522-4700. Okay. Uh, do I have any more Visca thoughts I need to get off my chest? Honestly, like, I, I will never run out of reasons why I think that he is going to be very good in the NFL. I think I've outlined most of them already, though. Um, yep. I think we can call it good on that. Um Yes, let's uh, just talk quickly before we get out of here about what's going on in the Big Ten. So they have they have a plan to play, um, and they've had some meetings over the course of the last few days, basically sharing those numbers with the important people in the Big Ten. Um, stuff like what would the schedule look like? What's up with the health situation? Um, it's not great, but I guess it's improving is what it sounds like. Where are they with testing? What do the protocols look like? How is stuff going for the teams that have played? You know, all of the information they need to present has been presented. They haven't had a vote yet, um, but it does sound like in the near future, the Big Ten presidents and the chancellors, whatever that group is made up of, will be voting um, to potentially resume the season as early as October 17th, or I guess begin the season as early as October 17th. Based on all of the reporting that's been done um, by all the Pac-12 reporters, um, there's still a very good chance that we see Pac-12 football by the end of the year is kind of the general summary, the odds of seeing it, in October, seem very slim. November, maybe we're starting to get more likely. Maybe that uh, Thanksgiving time frame. I don't know. But uh, the Big Ten is starting to really make some progress. And as they do that, um, I think that we'll start to see more from the Pac-12 in their push to uh, return to sport, which is a phrase that I don't love, but we're hearing a lot of. Less of now that most sports have returned to sport, but uh, still some of. Um, uh, it's worth noting, uh, I don't know. See, as soon as we get to this point in the show where it's like, is there anything else we need to know about this? My thought is, should I just like open up my tweet notifications from like John Wilner and see what he's been up to? Um, at this point, like I don't even need to look, I can just remember. Um, but he, he did write something interesting this morning. I haven't totally dug into it. Um, but essentially just said the, Testing protocols, the the general protocols that the Pac-12 is applying to student-athletes in theory during this return, like kind of the structure they've been working on, it would be more stringent, um, he says, than uh, what the NFL is doing. 
So that sounds like a pretty good push. Um, we'll see what comes of that and what kind of gets nailed down. Um, but yeah, uh, that's good to hear for sure. And, uh, hopefully we get Pac-12 football. Hopefully get Pac-12 football. I will not lie though. If we don't get Pac-12 football in like the very near future, I will say that, uh, there is a bright side. There is the silver lining of, okay, I have enough football in my life right now. More is always better. But if I'm just watching NFL and the rest of college football for the next four months, and that means that when this ends, we get Pac-12 football and football doesn't end. And who knows, maybe in the Pac-12 gets some more viewers because other people don't want football to end. I, uh, I wouldn't love it. I wouldn't push for that. But I will say that at least there are some bright sides that football will not end nearly as soon because it's not starting as soon. So let's just end on that. Well, actually, let's not. Let's end on uh, World Golf Tour. WGT Golf is not only the most popular golf game in the world, it's also the official gaming partner of DNVR. It has become so popular, we have opened a third DNVR clubhouse, and each clubhouse holds 250 people. So, if you don't want to feel left out anymore, you can download WGT and join the DNVR3 clubhouse by going to dnvrgolf.com. WGT Golf is the most realistic free golf game loved by more than 20 million players around the world. Play WGT Golf from the comfort of your couch or anywhere on the go. Play closest to the hole or full open or full. Let's see, I hit this. We hit this last week too. If you guys are listening, this little part of the read says play close to the hole or full manscape open replay on. And I don't know what's supposed to happen there. But you can play on world famous golf courses, including Pebble Beach, Beth Page Black, St. Andrews, Bannon Dudes, Wolf Creek, and more. Compete head to head with players and DNVR community members from around the world in tournaments and in real time. Get the top golf experience anywhere with the top golf game mode, and you can play WGT Golf on all of your favorite mobile devices and on the web. Play with upgraded virtual golf equipment from your favorite brands, including Titles, Callaway, Ping, TaylorMade, and more. Make sure you go to dnvrgolf.com and download WGT Golf today. All right. Um, that is going to do it for today's show. I'll be back tomorrow. Um, I'm going to hopefully not sound like this tomorrow. Hopefully find a way to sound at least better. Um, but now I get to play the game where, let's see, what time is it? It's 1138. I have a haircut in Commerce City at three. So I've got a couple of hours to see what I can turn this audio into using only an iPhone. Okay. Um, I'll be back soon. Uh, with more. I'll be back tomorrow, I guess, with more. And uh, I'm sorry again that I spilled a little bit of water a little bit on my computer, but uh, we will work through this um, soon. Okay, uh, I guess bye. I, I'm terrible at ending these. Bye.